let's head to the Motor City and talk about the fucktards of the NFC North. You're in the doghouse. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy, and this is the Doghouse Fantasy Football Podcast. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13 and over on Facebook, Dennis M. Roy over there. How's everybody doing? Oh, last podcast, we were all the way out west in the AFC. Now we are in the Midwest, and we are in the NFC covering the Detroit Lions and uh, that fucking psychopath head coach Dan Campbell coming in here uh, with uh, a very, very bland offense, basically. Uh, offense coordinator is Anthony Lynn, the fired former L.A. Chargers head coach. Uh, you're also going to have a new defensive coordinator. This, is, this whole team is brand fucking new. Uh, defensive coordinator Aaron Glenn, uh, former corner, uh, spent most of his time with the um, New York Jets. Uh, and then Dave Phipp is coming in to do special teams here. So a brand new team. Uh, there's a lot of parts that are still the same from last season. Um, but uh, they have made additions on both the offense and the defensive side. This is probably only second to none uh, or second to uh Houston as far as changing parts um and we're gonna have to really see <laughs> gonna have to really see how these parts really kind of connect now I will tell you this and let's just get this out of the way the offensive line is a lot better than last year uh should see Taylor Decker at left tackle Jonah Jackson at left guard Frank Ragnall the pretty stable center uh as always at you know right there in the middle uh, Hallie Vettel, uh, should be the right guard. And then you'd have first round pick, uh, Pine Sewell, who will be your right tackle, at least for this season, uh, could see him move to left tackle at some point, uh, either this season or after this season. So not going to really spend too much time on the Detroit Lions. I'm hoping to keep this one a little bit shorter. It'll definitely be under an hour, considering the fact that if I was able to do Denver in under an hour and how much I love them, I uh, should be able to keep this one rather short or shorter, hopefully a 45-minute one, because this team is fucking dreadful. You know how we do this. We look at strength of schedule uh, based on DVOA, the tried and truest way to look at defense. Uh, we kind of utilize these rankings and come up with our own strength of schedule uh, as opposed to what most, uh, not most, I should say, a lot of sites, a lot of people out there look at strength of schedule based on opponents' records from last year. That is not the way to do it. Uh, we have our own ways to break down. 
And we're going to do it. We're going to do it by quarters. Each quarter has four, except for the fourth quarter, which has five, because you have that 17th game, uh, 18 weeks in total. So without further ado, let's get in here. Let's take a look at strength of schedule. Based on opponent's record, we do still look at it just so we can kind of compare notes or you can compare notes to the DVOA. We do break it down based on position. Um, but first and foremost, let's just go ahead and look at strength schedule based on opponent's record. Full season, they have the seventh hardest schedule on the board uh, by halves. It's 17 in the first half, eighth hardest in the second half. And by quarter, fifth, 28th. Ooh, so there's a good spot in there, huh? We'll take a look at that. Uh, third in the third quarter, so third hardest schedule there, and then 14 to finish out the year. Not really anything that we're going to get heavily involved with as far as fantasy is concerned. Outside, most of most of what we've been kind of talking about and looking about and looking at for the Detroit Lions has been the running game and at tight end. So we will see. We will see. If these are teams that, or if this is a team that we really want to dip our, dip our toes in the Detroit Lions waters, but break it down like this: total defense versus rush, and versus running back in the passing game. We'll take those. Always try to remember to keep those two paired together for our running backs versus the pass. That's going to be your quarterback, wide receiver one. This one is going to be a coin flip. We don't know if it's going to be Bashar Perriman or Tyrell Williams. Uh, we'll say Tyrell Williams for right now as wide receiver one, wide receiver two being Brashad Perriman. Wide receiver plus is probably going to be Amon Ra St. Brown out of the slot. Uh, that depends if they decide to keep one Geronimo Allison there. And then tight end is, of course, TJ Hawkinson. Uh, to kind of finish it off, we'll go through the schedule here and then we'll look at the uh, rankings for each position based on full season halves and quarters. Uh, but for right now, we're going game by game. So let's get in here. Let's look at the first quarter. Whew, first quarter versus the 49ers at Packers versus Ravens and at Bears. So not a real great start <laughs> start to the year. Holy shit. Total defense, 16, 17, 9, and 8. Oh, man. 16 for the 49ers, that's about right. 17 for the Packers is about right for them as well. Uh, 9 for the Ravens, we've talked. They should slip a little bit out of the top 10, but they're still going to be pretty decent. Uh, Bears are going to slip a little bit because of the secondary. Uh, the front 7, though, I'm still a little bit leery of uh, for the running game. So now we look at the running game versus the rush. Uh, this would be our <clears throat> DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams. Seven for the seven for the 49ers. That should be okay right in there. Their front seven is pretty decent. Their secondary suspect part. 18 versus the Packers. It just kind of is what it is until they can prove that it's not. Uh, 12 versus the Ravens. We've talked about this still pretty decent up front and then fourth versus the bears i think you'll see a little bit of a slip there um a little bit they'll still be top 10 but i don't think they fall out of the top 10 so very bad start for the running backs there 
uh, versus the pass. So this would be Jared Goff. 20th versus the 49ers. <coughs> that could stay relatively right in there, in line. Uh, Secondary is not that great uh, for them. 15 versus the Packers. They did get stronger at their second cornerback spot. If you know, if the rookie, if the rookie Stokes can take that spot, which I think he can, so it'll get a little bit tougher there. Tenth uh, for the Ravens, I think they fall back a little bit, but probably still staying within the top 15. And then Bears at 13, I think that's where your good spot is in terms of your offense uh, facing the Bears' defense. I mean, you got Jalen Johnson on one side, you got Desmond Trufant on the other. Uh, Desmond Trufant is terrible. Duke Shelley still in the in the slot. This is for Chicago. And then your safeties are Tayshawn Gibson and Eddie Jackson. So. I have a little bit of respect for Eddie Jackson and Tayshawn Gibson, but, I mean, they could be left between a rock and a hard place uh, in that secondary uh, because of how shitty those corners really are. Versus the wide receiver one. So we'll say this is Tyrell Williams here. So you got 21 versus the 49ers. I think that's going to slip, uh, or that's going to get better. For If, if there's one spot that where they're going to get better, it's going to be there. Um, the rest of it's probably going to, you know, fall back a little bit. So that's actually tougher than what, uh, the numbers will say, uh, 10th versus the Packers. Yeah, that's about right. Uh, third versus the Ravens. Yep. And then second versus the bears, that's going to fall back a little bit. So your only really good spot this first quarter is going to be at the bears, uh, in that fourth game. Wide receiver two, here's your Brashad Perriman, 12 versus the 49ers. I think that gets a that gets worse. That's going to slip between 15 and 20 in there. Uh, so that might be an okay spot there. 24 versus the Packers, kind of a little bit of a reversal. Stokes is there. He can handle, he can handle old man Perriman. Uh, so that should slip up to about 15. 16 versus the Ravens, that's about right. Uh, 10th versus the Bears, that's going to slide really bad. So if they get in a hole and they need to throw versus the Bears, uh, Brashad Perriman is really, really in a good spot there. I don't know so much for seasonal, but probably for DFS would be all right. Wide receiver plus, so the Monroe St. Brown, 25 versus the 49ers. Uh, 20-25, somewhere in there. Six versus the Packers. Uh, Chandon Sullivan's actually played pretty well in that corner spot, and they have utilized their safeties out there as well in the nickel and dime packages. Uh, fifth versus the Ravens. Yeah, you're not going to mess with Humphreys in the slot. 32 versus the Bears. So really good spot versus Duke Shelley. I'm really surprised that Duke Shelley is there. So a really, really good spot in that one. Uh, here's your TJ Hawkinson spot. So versus tight end, 11th versus the 49ers. Uh, it's about right. Eighth versus the Packers. Packers have generally been pretty good against tight ends, but I would, I wouldn't, you know, not start TJ Hawkinson against the Packers. Uh, 22nd against the Ravens. Uh, historically, have been pretty poor against the tight ends uh, for whatever reason. Then Bears 19. Uh, that's about right. So it's not. Not a terrible spot for uh, TJ Hawkinson here uh, to open it up. I think it's a little bit better than what it is than what is you know on paper here. 
Uh, actually did not hit running backs in the passing game, did I? Wow. Wow. Way to go. We'll get better at that on there. So running backs in the passing game versus the Niners, 28th. Uh, that should, you should see a better, uh, a bigger drop on there. That could slip within the top 20. Um, they should be a little bit healthier this year, but you're getting a new defensive coordinator. So maybe 2025 is where it's at. 27th versus the Packers. Uh, that's really been kind of the spot for the running backs has been in that passing game. So that's a good sign for DeAndre Swift. Uh, do think that improves, but it's still not going to get out of the top 20 or, you know, get into the top 20. Uh, 21st versus the Ravens. Been able to historically do this against the Baltimore Ravens. They've kind of just let it go. Uh, they let you have your your pass receptions, and then they kind of swarm you. Uh, Bears at second overall. That'll probably decline a little bit for the Bears, um, but I don't see that being a real, real good spot for your running backs still in that against that defense, so. Second quarter of games, you got Vikings, Bengals, Rams, and Eagles. Woof. Woof. Okay. All right. We've talked about Vikings. We do expect the Vikings defense to get a lot better. We just talked about we've had the Bengals for the last couple of podcasts. Man, Rams. Woof. Oh, there's one weak spot for the Rams, and that's going to be at slot corner. Um, I think they're going to be okay at safety as well. Um, but maybe not nearly as well because you got John Johnson who left and went to um, Cleveland on that back end. So, But that front seven is going to be pretty decent. Um, Eagles, we've talked about it. Uh, should be able to throw on them. Uh, pat, uh, running game, maybe not so much. So total defense, you look at the Vikings at 18. That's going to improve. Uh, do believe in them getting in at least a top 15, if not being a top 15 defense overall. Uh, 27th versus the Bengals, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Uh, fourth against fourth in total defense for the Rams. Yep, that's about right. It might slip a little bit, but they ain't slipping out of the top 10, I can tell you that. 15th versus the Eagles, that is about correct, so... Yikes. Uh, so we got DeAndre Swift and uh, Jamal Williams here now looking at the rush, and we will go to running backs in the passing game. Uh, 30th versus Vikings, that's going to shrink up real fucking quick. That's going to be top 15 right there. That's going to be top 15. 21st versus the Bengals, there's a nice little sweet spot right there. Uh, third versus the Rams, it is what it is. It just is what it is. Uh, 13th versus the Eagles, that's probably about fair. Uh, then running backs in the passing game, you're looking at third versus the Vikings, so that's going to shrink up real fucking quick. Uh, 24th versus the Bengals, again, there's a sweet spot in the schedule. 7th uh, versus the Rams, just doesn't happen. Uh, and then Eagles eighth. Always been pretty decent against running backs in the passing game. So not a real good schedule whatsoever. <laughs> whatsoever. Uh, Jared Goff now, right, versus the pass. 14th versus the Vikings. I think that's fair to just leave it there. <coughs> Even though I do see their secondary is going to be improved again this year, which is good. Uh, 27th versus the Bengals, so good spot. 
Uh, fourth versus the Rams, that might fall back a little bit. Um, not going to get too excited about a Jared Goff revenge game. Let's just put it that way. Uh, 24th versus the Eagles, I think that is about fair. So two spots here, Bengals and Eagles, uh, where I might target Jared Goff, but I would probably not target Jared Goff in DFS just because it's fucking Jared Goff, and he's fucked us so many times before, so uh, probably staying away. Wide receiver one, so again, we're considering this to be uh, Tyrell Williams. Uh, 28th versus the Vikings, that should get a little bit better, um, at least for the Vikings, right? So I expect Cameron Dancer to really be considered kind of, you know, the one he's going to cover, the wide receiver one. Um, we've talked about this with Patrick Peterson coming in. He's probably going to cover, be more of a, uh, CB two covering the wide receiver two there. Um, so it's going to be dependent. It's going to be dependent, but I think really, as far as this offense is concerned, neither one is, neither one's going to have that much trouble to be honest. (laughs) So, uh, 16th versus the Bengals. That's going to get worse for the Bengals, so that might be another nice little spot there. Talked about the uh, William Jackson the third leaving going to Washington. Uh, 13th versus the Rams. That's fair. Not going to mess with it. Just leave it right there. And then 32nd versus the Eagles, so maybe a spot. Maybe a spot. Wide receiver two here is Brashad Perriman. Ninth versus the Vikings. That's fair. Sixth versus the Bengals. I think that gets worse for the Bengals. Uh, first for the Rams, that's fair. 31st for the Eagles. Oh, no, no, no. You know what? That 32nd for, now that I think about it, Tyrell Williams against um, Darius Slay. I will give Darius Slay the benefit of the doubt uh, and at least go 20 on there. So that, that will get worse. But the 31st for um, Brashad Perryman. Now, they they're... They did say that they're bringing in Steven Nelson, so that should drop, but that's going to be about 25th at the very at the very best. So, Wide receiver plus, Amon Ross St. Brown or Geronimo Allison. We don't know. 22nd versus the Vikings. I think that's about fair. I would say that they're probably going to be about 20 uh, for slot coverage. Uh, 27th for the Bengals, more than fair. 14th for the Rams. That's the weak spot, so that... That is what could drop. That could go to about 20 in there. Uh, 20th versus the Eagles, that's fair. So slot wide receiver, anybody that lands up in that slot, that could be the deal right there. Uh, tight end, TJ Hawkinson here. So 6 versus the Vikings, that's fair. 12 versus the Bengals, yes, we talked about that. Their safeties are not the issue. Uh, 10th versus the Rams, it's about fair, and 26th versus the Eagles. So really the only good spot is for the Eagles in there. Uh, for looking at T.J. Hawkinson as a whole, you got about one, two, three of the first eight games are actually pretty decent. So not that I'm saying that I wouldn't draft T.J. Hawkinson. I would just probably uh, level off your expectation and uh, hope for him to drop, but he's probably not in most drafts. So, third quarter we have Steelers. We talked about Steelers; they're gonna fall. They're gonna fade back in the secondary spots. Uh, Browns uh, gonna get better in all aspects. Bears 
we just handled that back up there. And then Vikings, wow. So this is going to be a tough, 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 tough stretch. Um, wow. Wow, this is a bad stretch. Uh, so Steelers, number one in total defense. That's going to fall back uh, because of secondary, not because of the run defense. Um, so expect that to be more around top 10, somewhere in there. Uh, 25th for the Browns. That's going to fall. That's going to get into the top 15 this year, guaranteed. Eighth versus the Bears. It'll fall back a little bit, but uh, nothing too major. Top 15 still. And then Vikings, of course, have talked about it. They should be a top 10, top 12 defense overall. Versus the Rush. Steelers at five. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, 19 versus Browns. That's going to drop. That should end up in the top 15. Four versus the Bears. That'll probably fall back a little bit, but still be top 10. Uh, Vikings at 30. Talked about it. It's going to get way better. They are healthy. Uh, they got stronger in their secondary. Uh, brought back. A, it have a lot of really good pieces in that linebacking and defensive line. So now we got Jared Goff. Um, here with a versus the pass. So Steelers at one, uh, that should slip back in, that should slip back quite a bit. That'll slip back about 15 in there. 25th versus the Browns. That's going to slide up. That's going to get into the top 15 at the very least. Uh, 13 versus the Bears. That's going to, that's going to fall back. That's going to get, uh, probably in the 20, you know, near 20. And then 14 versus the Vikings, I will I will take that. That'll be fine. So just not a great stretch. Not a great stretch whatsoever. So here we go. Tyrell Williams versus wide receiver one. 24 versus Steelers. That's fair. That's how they've been for the last couple of years. Four versus the Browns. So terrible, terrible uh, against Denzel Ward. Uh, second versus the Bears. That should slip. That should slip back up for the Bears. That'll get up at least in 15. Uh, 28 versus the Vikings. That's going to slide within the top 15 uh, versus the Vikings. Uh, so here we go. Brashad Perriman versus the wide receiver. Two Steelers at four. That's going to get worse for the Steelers in there because I, I just don't like their secondary. 18th for the Browns. That should get a, a lot better. That should be top 15, uh, if not top 10. They've made a lot of improvements. Uh, and they're deep. So, tenth uh, versus the Bears. That's gonna fall. That's gonna. That's gonna fall. That should end up in the, you know, fifteen twenty range somewhere in there. Uh, Vikings at nine. That is fair. 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 So, just not a great stretch. Holy shit. So wide receiver plus. I'm on St. Ross St. Brown. I don't know if we'd ever take a shot at him, but uh, let's see here. Second versus Steelers. Ooh. Um second versus Steelers. Yeah, that's gonna be ten to fifteen, somewhere in there. I'd probably say probably stick within about ten. Uh Browns at thirty, that's gonna get worse. That I mean, even if they get to twentieth, that's probably a really good improvement. Um that'd be a really good spot actually for him. Uh Bears thirty second, that's fair. That's fair there. And Vikings at 22nd, that should slip up within the top 20. So this is not a terrible stretch, but it's not a great stretch. Tight end, 
TJ Hawkinson first versus Steelers still have really good safety play, so that's going to be the problem here. Uh, Browns at 28 have made really good improvements uh, to the safety position. They brought in John Johnson. Uh, He had Troy Hill actually come in for the slot, both of them from the Rams, and then Grant Delpit should be back this season, uh, the rookie from last year. So um, they should be really, really good, really, really set back there. Uh, 19 versus the Bears, that's about fair. Um, we're not going to change anything really there. Vikings at six. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is what it is. So just not a real good, not a really good spot for TJ Hawkinson. Holy shit. Wow. 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 Maybe the fourth quarter, maybe the fourth quarter is where we go. Maybe these are guys that we can trade for, right? So fourth quarter, you got Broncos, Cardinals, Falcons, Seahawks, Packers. Oh my God. Oh, my God. All right, so look at total defense. Broncos at 13. I've said it. They're going to they're gonna be top 10. They're going to be in the top 10, so that got better. Uh, Cardinals uh, at 10 talked about it. Now, Cardinals actually aren't all that bad, not, not nearly as bad. Now, Chandler Jones, linebacker Chandler Jones has asked to be traded. Uh, does not like his contract. You know, he wants to get paid. Uh, Cardinals are not budging, at least for this year. So um, that top 10, it, it's going to fluctuate a little bit, but I, I, I think it stays, you know, well within the norm, right? They could be top eight uh, or they could be top 12, right? They have kind of that little, uh, little area f- to float. So 10, I'll, I'll just stick there. 14 for the Falcons. Um, I still don't believe in that defense. <laughs> I think that gets worse, but it, it'll be within the 20. Uh, Falcons actually were kind of impressive on defense uh, last season, at least for about the middle of the season, and then they just kind of fell apart. But Seahawks at 6. Uh, looked at them. That's that's about right. The secondary is a little suspect still, but uh, the front seven is actually pretty good with the pass rush. Uh, Packers to 17, we've said it. It's pretty good. Or it's about right for them. Uh, versus the run. So here's our running backs. Uh, 25th versus the Broncos. That's going to that's gonna fucking... That's going to dry up real fucking quick. Uh, Cardinals at 14. That's about right. Six versus the Falcons. Uh, give them the benefit of the doubt, but they'll still be top 10. Uh, Seahawks at 10. That's about right. And then Packers at 18, also about right. Uh, versus the running back of the passing game. So fourth versus the Broncos. You just can't do it against them. 30th versus the Cardinals. I think that dries up a little bit with the line with the linebackers, um, especially if Chandler Jones still stays there. I think that dries up a bit. That might slip into the top 20. Um Probably no worse than 25th, so it will get worse. But 13th versus the Falcons. Uh, should be all right. We'll have to see how the new defensive coordinator handles a lot of this stuff, though, with them. Uh, 19th versus Seahawks. Been okay to use your running backs in the passing game against them. Um, still, it's not it's not great. It's not, it's not great. Probably by that time. 
probably by that time the whole team will be dead. So twenty uh, seventh versus the Packers. That's been one of the you know places to really attack has been with the running back, not only on the ground but through the air. Um, I would still think that they would get within the top twenty five, but at that same time you're still using your running backs against them. All right, so Jared Goff, this is versus the pass. 11 for the Broncos, uh, fair. 9 versus Cardinals, fair. Uh, 19th versus Falcons, yep. Uh, 7 versus Seahawks, yes. Uh, And 15th versus the Packers. So that's about right. That's about right. That doesn't matter if Aaron Rodgers or Jordan Love is there. I think they'd be about 15 right there. Uh, wide receiver one, so here's Tyrell Williams. Eight versus the Broncos, yep. 20th versus Cardinals. I think that gets a little bit better. I think they're going to play a little bit better in the secondary now that Patrick Peterson's gone. They got rid of a couple other uh, pieces, too. Uh, 26 versus the Falcons. I think that dries up a little bit versus the wide receiver one and kind of affects the wide receiver two. I think they got one good corner. I don't know about the second one yet. Uh, one versus the Seahawks against wide receiver ones. That's kind of actually really a kind of a surprise. I think that regresses just a little bit. Um, that'll regress a little bit. That is still, it might still be top 10, but it's not going to be number one overall. 10th versus the Packers. Yes, yes, that is about accurate. Wide receiver two, here's Brashad Perriman. 15th versus the Broncos. Uh, it's about fair. I think that gets a little bit better. 23rd versus Cardinals. Like I said, I, that should get a little bit better, but uh, it'll be all right. I, at, the very, at the very least, I'd probably say about 20. Uh, 26 versus the Falcons, that's about right. Um, that's about right. That could slip back a little bit. That could be That could slip back to 30 very easily. Uh, 17th versus Seahawks, uh, that's about right. Uh, 24th versus the Packers, that's going to get better if Stokes uh, does win that second corner job. Um, wide receiver plus here, Amon Ross St. Brown. 21 versus Broncos, nope, that's going to get stronger. Uh, 10th versus the Cardinals, that one could slip back to about 15. Uh, 11th versus the Falcons. I think that's just because you could throw on the on the ones and the twos, so no need for the wide receiver plus. So that one could uh, actually improve for the offense on that one. 23rd versus Seahawks. You could attack them in the slot, uh, and then six versus the Packers. So that's all pretty accurate here. All right. Last but certainly not least, T.J. Hawkinson, a tight end. 18th versus the Broncos. I think that gets a little bit better for the Broncos, not for T.J. Hawkinson. 15th versus the Cardinals. That's about right. 23rd versus the Falcons. That's going to be pretty accurate, if not fall back, you know, towards 30, uh, or at least 25 to 30, somewhere in there. First versus Seahawks. Yeah, you don't throw you don't throw the tight end against Seahawks. And eighth versus the Packers. So. As much as I love TJ Hawkinson, now that I kind of take a look at that, man, unless I got great value on him, I probably won't do it. But uh, let's go through our full season halves and quarters here real quick, and then we'll get kind of get into ADP and kind of 
you know, talk about that, you know, real quick. Uh, so total defense, full season halves and quarters, one uh, by halves, eight and two, and by quarters, eight, 16, seven, and five. I think that's pretty much, um, uh, I think we pretty much proved that one just kind of going through there. So, wow, wow. Uh, running back, so versus the rush. Full season, four, uh, fourth hardest schedule uh, by halves, fifth and tenth, and by quarters, four, 18, nine, and 11. So, wow. Uh, let's do running backs in a passing game here real quick, and then I'm, I'm going to talk about this. Uh, full season, tenth by halves, 13 and seven, and by quarters, 21, five, third, and 19th. Um. So I can't remember right off the right out right off the off the bat if um if I've mentioned this. So you have DeAndre DeAndre Swift and you got Jamal Williams, right? And there's been talk of a one, you know, one A, one B type thing where, you know, they're splitting roles. This is why I am more focused on Jamal Williams later in drafts than DeAndre Swift earlier in drafts. And it really is strength of schedule. Um, I think you'd be wise to not put your eggs in one basket in the DeAndre Swift basket. Um, great talent, love the kid. Um, and you could take a shot at him in best ball, best ball type leagues and stuff. But I, as far as your home leagues and stuff, there's so many. I shouldn't say so many. There's a lot better running backs in better situations right now, at least for this year, right around where DeAndre Swift is going, that you don't need to take the risk on DeAndre Swift. Let somebody else do it. Let somebody else go, oh, I can't believe you fucking passed on DeAndre Swift. I love him. And then, like, you know, halfway through the year, they're already out of the fucking playoffs because, you know, they put so much faith in it. But Jamal Williams is at least a guy that you could take super late in your drafts and you can at least sit on him and just see how this plays out. See if, you know, if I'm wrong on some of these defenses, which I don't think I really am, you know, been talking about him for God, what? <sighs> been talking about this shit since right after the Super Bowl. So, you know, you're talking about five months of just talking about straight up fantasy football. And just football in general. So I think I have a pretty good grasp of what I'm fucking looking at by now. If I if I'm not, then I'm losing every fucking league. So <laughs> But like I said, I would pass on Swift. I would take the shot on Jamal Williams, um, because it's not gonna cost you anything whatsoever. So uh versus pass, so here's for Jared Goff. Third hardest schedule on the season, fourteen in the first half, second in the second half. And by quarters, 10, 20, 8, and 6. Yeah, that should tell you right now. I'll just go ahead and just skip on Jared Goff. Uh, wide receiver one, this is Tyrell Williams. So full season, fifth hardest schedule. By halves, 12 and 7. And by quarters, first. <laughs> hardest schedule on the board. Uh, quarter two, though, uh, 31st, 10th, and then 6. So... Yeah, I mean Tyrell Williams and Brashad Perriman, you could take shots at them just based on the fact that they're going, you know, double-digit rounds, right? They're going 10th or later. You can take a shot on them 
Uh, and I, I don't think it's a terrible thing to do, see if one of them starts popping. Uh, but here's Prashad Perriman at wide receiver two, so full season seventh uh, by halves, seven and 16, and by quarters, uh, 13, 8, 5, and 30. So there can be a case to be made to take Prashad Perriman, hope that it lasts until the fourth quarter. And maybe have a, you know, a resurgence there and help your help your team out. So, wide receiver plus again, this is this could be Amon Ross St. Brown. I would expect it to be. There's just not a lot of talent here. Um, but full season, 25th hardest schedule by halves, 25 and 23rd, uh, and then by quarter, 18, 26, 30, and nine. So. Really, there could be a spot in here, but I don't know if you really necessarily need to draft him, uh, St. Brown here. Uh, as much as I like the kid, uh, most of your drafts are not deep enough to where it really requires you to take a shot on him. Now, if you're doing, like, say, the uh, salary cap league um, auctions, uh, maybe maybe I just spend a dollar and just let him sit on there and see what happens. You know, you, you have to fill up the roster anyway, so just kind of keep that in mind. All right, so tight end, here's TJ Hawkinson. Uh, full season schedule is the fourth hardest schedule on the board. Terrific. Uh, by halves, 7-7. Seven and seven. And then by quarter, 14-10, So, wow. Wow, fuck that. Fuck that. I, I, I'm... I'm going to pass on it. I mean, he's going to be the top option. So he, what he's got going on is that he's going to be heavily targeted for the year. Um, it's just, wow. I don't know if I can take him that high. i got to take a look again here. So let's get into player ADPs here. Uh, just for shits and giggles, we look at Jared Goff. He is going off as QB 30, uh, pick 218 overall. So that sucks a bag of dicks. Um Let's see here. So, like I said, DeAndre Swift, right? He's going off as RB15. So he is going off uh, as an RB as a high-end RB2. He's going off the board at, right now at pick 25. So first pick of the third round. Here's what you have around him, okay? So you have, and I'm going to go right around him. So Joe Mixon's going four picks earlier. People might... Uh, be not want to do uh, Mixon there. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire actually goes right in front of uh, Joe Mixon. And then behind him, you have J.K. Dobbins, David Montgomery, Miles Sanders, Chris Carson. So Miles Sanders would actually be the last pick in the third round. So you'd have Dobbins, Montgomery, Sanders here uh, behind DeAndre Swift. So really there's a, n- there's a nice little plethora of running backs in here uh, that you don't need to take um, DeAndre Swift. Uh, Jamal Williams is going off as RB42. So he's going off as an RB4. Pick 112. So you're looking at about the uh, 10th round there. So I would rather take the shot on Jamal Williams than I will on DeAndre Swift. And that's not a knock on DeAndre Swift the player. We like the player. And the system should be good for the player. Uh with a good offensive line. But it is a tough fucking schedule. And if they get behind if they get behind, man, 
and you're able to pin your ears back and just fucking charge at them. It's going to be a long fucking day. That's uh, going to be a long fucking day for him. Now, I got to try and find our uh, wide receivers here. <laughs> I think. Yeah. Amon Ross St. Brown actually goes before um, Brashad Perriman and Tyrell Williams. Amon Ross St. Brown's the first one off. But he's a. We're talking wide receiver 74, pick 197. So, again. He's going to be the best. Uh, he's got the the best schedule out of all three. So I mean, if you really want to take the shot, take him. You know, last pick in your draft. Um, I would hope that it would be a draft that has more than sixteen rounds. But you know, wide receiver seventy four, pick one ninety seven. You look at Brashad Perriman. He's going off as wide receiver seventy six at pick two hundred six, and then Tyrell Williams. Uh, wide receiver 86, pick 244. That's what everybody th- believes in them. So it's really fucking horrible. Um, Like I said, Bashar Perriman, maybe you can take a shot on Tyrell Williams if you want to. I, you can take a shot on any of them. Just, I, just one, and it'd be your last pick. And just choose which one you like best. So... Uh, tight end, you're looking at TJ Hawkinson. He goes off as tight end five, pick 61. So that is right at the beginning of round six. Um, and that is going right in front of Mark Andrews. Uh, and then you wait about 20 picks. You can get Dallas Goddard. Uh, 30 picks later, you can get Noah Fant. I would probably wait and go get Noah Fant. We just covered it in the Denver one. Uh, has a really good schedule in there. Otherwise, you know, you, you pay up. You get Travis Kelsey and Darren, Darren Waller. Uh, I'm not that high on George Kittle and where Kyle Pitts really. <sighs> I mean, if you're gonna go, if you're gonna go boomer bust, I, I'm gonna be honest with you now. Okay, with, with what we just went through with T.J. Hawkinson here at 61, if Kyle Pitts was still there. At the end of round five, I would take Kyle Pitts before I'd take TJ Hawkinson. Why not? Take the shot on the fucking rookie. I mean, we just we just kind of looked at it. I mean, you could get totally fucked by Hawkinson here. As much as we like TJ Hawkinson and whatnot. So maybe I would take a shot on the fucking rookie in that spot. Those are the things that you kind of got to consider. So I think... When it comes to TJ Hawkinson, it depends where he's at. If he's going where he's going right now, I'm going to go with the rookie. If not, I'm going to wait later. But overall, fuck those goddamn dirty fucking lions. I'm out. <laughs>